0: Hello Mamas, Laura here and today we are chatting all about baby carriers, a topic I get asked about almost every day. Enjoy! Hey mama, I'm sending you wonderful pregnancy vibes. It's time for you to guide you through. Let's take some time for you. It's pregnancy with fizzy. Hello mummers and welcome back to the Pregnancy with Physio Laura podcast. Today we are kicking off with episode four in our kids physio series diving into baby carriers. So we'll chat about the best carriers to consider, what to look for when it comes to a baby's position in the carrier and when is a good time to turn them forward facing. Now given the popularity of carriers these days this episode from the perspective of a baby's development is really really important. Now, this is episode four of a five-part kids' physio series with the incredible Nicole Pates, our titled pediatric physiotherapist. And if you haven't already listened to the first three episodes in this series, go back and give them a listen because we do chat about the importance of play when it comes to achieving baby milestones and ways in which we can find more joy in our parenting journey. We also discuss the different ways to do tummy time and how to encourage your child to crawl by making slight alterations in your environment. And there is still so much amazing information coming up for the rest of this Kids Physio series. So if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to the Pregnancy with Physio Laura podcast so that you don't miss an episode. Now, in the last episode of this Kids Physio series, we'll be covering baby toys and activity centers and whether they are helpful or harmful to your child's development. And remember, we also have the four bonus videos exclusively available to Pregnancy Posse members where Nicole talks us through different play-based ideas for babies aged zero to three months old. Now, this entire podcast series and all our other podcast series, along with all our exclusive member-only bonus content, is all live right now inside The Pregnancy Posse. So if you'd love to access all the bonus content and listen to or watch this entire podcast series right now, rather than waiting for any future episodes to be released, then please come and check out The Pregnancy Posse. I've gone and taken my years of experience helping pregnant and postnatal women as a women's health physiotherapist and made this accessible to every wonderful woman online inside The Pregnancy. Posse. So when you join the Posse, I will guide you week by week through your pregnancy with safe and gentle weekly workouts tailored to your exact week of pregnancy. I also do a weekly Q&A session where I answer all of the questions from our amazing Posse members and there is a wonderful community forum where members all support each other along with a beautiful resources library with topics on everything under the sun to do with pregnancy. Now, I would love to help you have a healthy, active, pain-free pregnancy, so just head over to thepregnancyposse.com to see what The Pregnancy Posse is all about and to trial it for seven days. Now, let's get into episode four of our five-part kids physio series. Let's chat all about baby carriers and why they are so fabulous for our children and how to use them effectively and safely. Enjoy! Now you mentioned that you loved baby carriers and yeah, this is definitely something I wanted to talk to you about because mm. um I feel like they're a lot more popular these days than even when I had my first child 3 or 4 mm. years ago. Um I <coughs> I love them as a parent. I find mm. them extremely helpful. What's your take on them from the baby's point of view? So Uh, Do you think that they're a good option for babies to be in? And if so, talk to us about the things that uh, parents should be looking out for in terms of head support, hip position, when are they going to be ready to turn around and things like that?
1: Yep. So the first thing I always say with carriers is that none of us are the same shape and our babies aren't the same shape either so when people are like what carrier do you recommend i'm like well i'm recommending the one that fits my body type and my baby's body type um but there are so many on the market and um the physio association in australia used to recommend one specific one but i think i don't think they do anymore what i suggest now um, to parents, and is to go to their local baby wearing association. So there's Baby Wearers Australia and there's baby cons- baby wearing consultants who have like a variety of carriers. And oh, you can try yeah. and on, you can try And you know, people like, say, Oh, my baby really hates it. And I'm like, Well, is it the carrier, like the carrier, or is it like? What is it that they're not liking? Um, because there's such a variety. So if you if you do want to use carrier, that's what I recommend. That's why I never give them as like um, baby shower gifts because you don't know what your baby <laughs> take your baby go and have that and have um have a fitting and, and and chat to them or even just chat to them about your baby and try a few different types on because I think that's the best way to pick one that's going to work long term. Mm-hmm. Always pick one going to grow with your baby so that can that can you know grow as they get bigger and I have really big babies so I needed ones that were quite sturdy um I love carriers and there's some beautiful research coming through about carriers and attachment and um there was a research study in America that looked at teen mums who really didn't want to have a baby and they did sort of a control study where they put one group with carriers and they found that the attachment security had was a significant difference in that group because you have baby on you and you mm. learn to read those early distress cues and you learn to you know like they're starting to get irritable and different things like that and so um I love them from that perspective of if you're if you're really wanting to if you're stuck and you're like I just I need to figure out my baby a little bit more carriers can be really helpful mm. for that um because you are there all the time and it's the fourth trimester you know like they've been inside you that is such a natural position to be on on you as well um there is from a physio point of view the baby's bub's hips are still developing after birth and um they um there's some beautiful research about hip development and how like the hips really deep you know, at 20 weeks antenatal and then it becomes shallower over time because there's less movement and the movement is what helps that. And then, you know, they're, they're stuck up against your spine with their left leg. And so that's why hip dysplasia is more commonly left because it's not, I mean, anyway, there's some beautiful research.
0: Really?
1: Yeah, um, but um, when we know that we can influence the risk or the, the development of hip dysplasia through swaddling, so if we swaddle their legs really tight together, and that comes across to baby carriers too. So when your bub's in a baby carrier, you want them to have an M position with their bum down and their knees coming up and then around because that's a really lovely that frog leg position puts the hip in a really lovely position to develop and um, and and sort of have that beautiful coverage and deepen um, and if you're going when people use a carrier it's unlikely that they're going to use it for 10 or 15 minutes it's usually prolonged so that's why we talk about this a lot is because if bub's spending two hours in the carrier having a nap in the carrier walking around with bub in the carrier throughout the day that positioning is important when the carrier has a narrower crotch so that you know there's less or it's less supportive or or their legs are dangling and their legs come down that is similar to that swaddling position where the 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 ball and the socket joint of the hip isn't in that optimal position. If you spend a long time there, it will, inf- it will influence the way the hip shape develops. So again, with everything in life, and we'll come to this in a little bit later. Um, time and the time that you use things is part of that that reasoning and then and, and thought process. Um, so and then like you know, I would always follow the carrier's recommendation about new newborn inserts and kilos and things like that and lots of people will say to me oh but I've turned my bub front facing at three months because they just hate being on me like being cannot being able to see and they don't want to be in the pr- in the bassinet anymore pram detachment and my first question is why 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 don't they like that rather than like okay like that's a good solution it's like well, why don't they like that like you know is it because stretching their neck is it stretching their hips like are they are they you know what what's their movement like let's have a look at these things are they you know are they refluxy like what else is going on that you know might be contributing to why they don't want to be flat or why they don't want to be what's happening rather than just going okay you yeah, turn them forward facing because their hips are still developing at three months and the the standpoint generally is around turn around. If you're going, to, if you want to turn them, turn them around six months. But my general rule is for social and fun, so short times for social fun times, so that they can have that eye contact. But you really want them to be able to be almost sitting independently. And if you hold their hips and they're sitting up nice and tall, because that means they have the strength in their spine to be, you know, flat against you and forward facing. It's it's yes, it's about head control and hip development, but it's like. Um, it's all those factors together but um, you know then like again there's so much variance in development some bubs hips and they're sitting by three and a half four months so it's really hard to like that's the general rule but it doesn't count for those kids that are you know starting to crawl at five months and sitting by four months and you know there's, there's different things and that's why I don't, I, I don't like to talk about blanket topics, but the general advice from the um, Healthy Hips Australia and um, the hip dysplasia org is six months um, to turn them around. But there's always outliers and there's always different factors. And again, the time you wouldn't, you wouldn't want baby to fall asleep forward facing mm. or be spending three hours there. But, mm. anyway, but my husband will still take her forward facing for like two hours. <laughs> he wants to do. It's really
0: oh, hard to. <laughs> yeah they don't listen um I was going to ask is there a guideline on how long they should or shouldn't spend um rear facing I'm thinking of car seats like oh like with their face face towards you is there a limit or is there advice around that
1: no there's not obviously I come back to variety yeah variety in movement and posturing that's what I come back to but the other thing is i come to is your mental like my parents mental well-being like your bub is really having a difficult time for a number of factors and being in the carrier gives you three or four hours of like okay then then that's great it's like bounces or like um you know you can get bounced attached to high chairs or well sorry like reclined things attached to high chairs, like people are like, oh no containers. I'm like, but if you can put them in there and you can cook dinner and they can watch you and they can see what you're doing on the stove at like eight weeks and they're happy rather than like, you know, it's not as safe for them to have in the carrier by the stove. <laughs> um, Hot oil to, and Yeah. Yeah. You've got to balance your um your family needs and your family situation and you know, spending a certain amount of time in one thing, like Occasionally, it's not like spending, you know, four hours in there every single day. But if it means that you're more ready for play and they're more ready for play and you're happier and you're much and you're more attached, then that that is also. But I don't know. I haven't. I haven't. I don't think there are guidelines about how long for for into you, out to you. Some people say fifteen to twenty minutes, but that flies by. I think um, you need to make sure you've got good hip support if it's going to be a longer period of time, and you also need to be because it's hard to see your baby when they're facing outwards, mm. but you need to um, be wary of tired signs and fatigue and head tilting and you know that posturing. Like you, you'll know your baby's best, and every baby will have different endurance factors. And but the guy they'll give you guidelines of like twenty minutes because that's an average that some babies will be able. Some babies will be ten minutes before they're like, "Oh, this is really hard work," and other babies would be like, "Oh, no, it's it's easier." And obviously, the older they get, that changes as well. So.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, And look, from a women's health physio point of view, I I like what you said. not
1: great feedback. (laughs) Yeah,
0: you've you've got to see what works for you and for bubs and find a really healthy middle balance because for a lot of women it can make a prolapse feel worse or it can make low back pain feel worse and nothing is ever worth anyone suffering for. So even if, you know, you're getting this beautiful attachment time or baby's more settled, Mm got to be that balance between it shouldn't be at the detriment of no either so there's and definitely that, yeah. that comes to um like if you're thinking about all these things it actually
1: comes back to motor development will like one of the like that security with you and as a parent and then knowing that you that's like that's even more of a, a factor as well. So it's, it's, it's not a recipe. It's not like do this this and it'll be great. It's like what works for you and your family and sometimes that's really hard to figure out on your own especially if you're a new parent like yeah. and it's your first time like, and I think there's a lot of onus put back on you to figure it out on your own and, and, and it shouldn't be that way and if you just if you're not sure well like find someone to talk to about it because you're not meant to know everything. No.
0: Yeah, and that's why I encourage everyone to have a second child if you can, because you're so much better once you've had one. <laughs> and you've had that. It's like anything
1: with life; like, you just that second time around experience is so much less anxiety provoking because you've been, you've, you've, gone through it once and
0: yeah, pretty good and yeah, you know. yeah, yep, happy yep, yep, with yep, the result. Yep. I tell you what, a carrier when you've got a toddler. Oh yes life-saving. Having two free hands so that you can still help your older child, I found to be incredible. So, Uh, if you didn't get it for your first baby and you're not sure for the second i highly recommend them and i do agree with you there's so many baby wearing associations Mm -hmm. um which have carriers like weird and wonderful things i've never even seen before and try before you buy is great because they can be costly and it's hard to know what to get there's slings there's wraps there's carriers with buckles and clips and mm-hmm. i think it's great to be able to try it on and like you said every mm-hmm. person's shape is different so see what yeah feels good for you um so i love that so and they, yeah they
1: even have ones that you can sit on your hip so like if yes. they don't like they really don't like this by about three or four months like rather than forward facing you can put them on your hip and put and then yeah. swap getting equal i think that's amazing like
0: oh, there's so of- many options it blows my mind and it's such a it's I didn't realise the um, traditions of baby carrying either. Like if you go and look into different cultures and like some some of these women I remember going to, where was I? Vietnam. Mm. And um, these women were carrying, oh, they, they're they like four-year-olds and they were these yes. short-statured petite little women effortlessly carrying these four-year-olds in these backpack sling things mm-hmm. and so impressed by how, how they did that. They made it look so easy and they've just obviously worked it out for them and what works for them.
1: Yeah, well and yep. I, did, I remember there was one um, study on um, a culture. I can't remember drawing blanks here, but um, they would baby wear until six months, so they wouldn't even put their baby down and wow. it didn't really affect their motor development long term.
0: Yes. Yeah, I have so, heard women tell me, um, I haven't hmm. mastered it myself, maybe for a third baby I will. You can breastfeed in a carrier.
1: You can, I really
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> the kids running around and you at the park
0: and trying to, yeah. And I couldn't, I had a friend do it and I couldn't even tell she was doing it. No. And I was like, oh, do you reckon they, they're hungry? She's like, oh, no, I just fed them. And but I said, when? They haven't no. come out of the carrier.
1: <laughs> and you start to really notice those early hunger keys too, so they don't even, they don't even got to the crying. Yeah, it's that, so there's oh, some amazing benefits yeah. of it. Yeah. But again, some people just don't. They're not into it, and that's fine as well. Like exactly. everything's benefits. You've got to pick right. the right thing to mix with your family and your values.
0: 100%. We carry out for all of my children so far, and they work so brilliantly for me and my kids. Now, I generally use a wrap for the newborn days as I find it cozier, a bit more supportive and easier to get on and off. And then once they get that little bit older and a little bit heavier, I use a more structured baby carrier with all the, you know, clips and buckles and things like that. And I find it a great way to stay close and attached to my baby to up those oxytocin vibes, but also to give me some freedom to have my hands free and be able to do other tasks throughout the day. And there are so many amazing things that you can get done whilst baby wearing. It's actually unbelievable. <laughs> now, if you'd like to learn more from Nicole, you can find her on Instagram at Nicole underscore kids physio. And as always, I would love to hear from you over on my socials at Physio Laura. And let me know what your favorite learning was from this episode. And if you have or are considering baby wearing. Now, in the last episode of this Kids Physio series, we will be chatting with Nicole about baby toys and activity centers whether we need them or not, and whether they are helpful or harmful to our child's development. If you haven't already, just subscribe to the Pregnancy with Physio Laura podcast so that you don't miss our upcoming episodes in this amazing series. And if you love today's episode and you want to watch all the episodes in this kid's physio series all at once, you can find this entire series along with all our other podcast series that we've ever done right now inside the Pregnancy Posse. And for most series of the podcast, remember, we do record bonus content for Pregnancy Posse members. And in the bonus member-only episode for this Kids video series, Nicole shares with us four bonus videos demonstrating play-based activities and ideas for babies aged zero to three months old. Now, inside the Pregnancy Posse, you'll also find weekly guided pregnancy workouts and extensive resources library on birth preparation, pelvic floor exercises, and managing pelvic pain, plus a wonderful community forum and weekly Q&A sessions with me. Now, I would love to help you have a wonderful pregnancy, birth, and postnatal experience. So just visit thepregnancyposse.com to see what The Pregnancy Posse is all about and to trial it for seven days. I will catch you soon for episode five in this five part kids physio series where we'll be chatting all about baby toys and activity centers and whether they are something we should be spending our money on. Until then, mamas, sending you wonderful pregnancy vibes and enjoy the incredible journey that is pregnancy.